0: Chapter 26 of Links in Rebecca's Life by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 26 Peace on Earth, Goodwill to Men. Preparations for that Christmas dinner went forward with speed and skill. Never was there a Christmas dinner in which Rebecca Harlowe Edwards was so interested. It developed in her feelings and fancies that surprised herself, and about which she kept silence, but marveled much in the first place she had had much to say in the privacy of her own mother's home about the state dinners of the edwards household very unnecessary and very foolish she had considered many of the forms and ceremonies which were then carried out but now to her own surprise she found that she did not want one of the least necessary of them omitted since it was judged proper to do thus and so for other guests she desired the same proprieties to be observed for her father and mother another feeling surprised and bewildered her she pondered over it in silence feeling no desire to communicate it and ask advice as to its cause. It was all very well to call on the Pecks and the Collinses. She was glad that Mrs. Edwards had done so. She honoured her for it. She would admire her still more if she should invite those people freely to her handsome house and make them feel at home. But the fact remained that she did not want them asked with her father and mother. Since they were to be welcomed for the first time she wanted as their fellow guests those who would do them honour. So she watched with jealous care to discover who were to be included in the invitations. Though both father and mother might be overwhelmed by some of the people who were on Mrs. Edwards's visiting list, not knowing what to say or how to act, still they must be sacrificed to the eager desire to honour them. When she finally discovered who were invited she smiled a satisfied smile and retired from her anxiety, feeling confident that her mother-in-law understood the situation and was wise enough to carry out her plans triumphantly. It transpired that Mrs. Edwards always invited her pastor to her Christmas feast now as her pastor was also the pastor of the harlows of course it was eminently fitting that he should be included at this time besides he was unexceptionable knowing how to get himself through all the bewildering ceremonies of dining without making any blunders in fact with absolute credit and his wife besides being thoroughly posted in all these matters was a sunny cheery woman who could talk almost with a post and mother is no post reflected rebecca she can talk as well as any of them if people will only talk common sense Besides them were Senator Parker, and his wife and widowed daughter. Now Senator Parker's family, besides being as high in the social scale as one could get, had also that rare quality of common sense. So when Mrs. Edwards said, "'I don't believe we had better give any other invitations. Just have a quiet, sensible time together with people who can enjoy each other. Wouldn't that be the best?' Rebecca assented heartily, and drew a little sigh of relief, wondering meanwhile whether Mrs. Allenson Edwards was sharp enough to detect the true metal in her father and mother, or whether this was simply tact. Whatever it was, it was very gracefully done, and she felt grateful. She came down to the pretty winter kitchen and helped with the pies, and made the cake entirely herself, her mother-in-law remarking in a satisfied tone, "'It is so nice to know that I can trust you. To be sure you don't make cake as I do, but then yours tastes very good indeed, and I dare say your mother will like to eat some of your making again.' when one considered that mrs edwards did not make cake at all but only theorized about it and gave what she was pleased to consider directions this remark of hers had its exasperating side but people cannot be perfect in this world at least they don't seem to succeed very well and rebecca's mood on this particular morning was so sunny that she hardly noticed the cake question at all and the cake as if taking the reflection of her serene mind was never lighter or flakier mrs edwards herself pronounced it a perfect success and rebecca remembering her trials in that kitchen so short a time ago moralized on the rapidity with which scenes could change in a household. She had other cares. Missus Harlowe had hardly spent as much thought over her dress for a lifetime as her daughter Rebecca bestowed upon it for that occasion. It was a plain black silk that had seen years of service and was guiltless of overskirt or puff or ruffle or trimmings of any sort. She had so far conformed to recent fashion, or rather to her daughter's urging, as to have a new basque waist made and Rebecca, as she surveyed it, was secretly grateful that she had coaxed Mother to go to Mrs. McBride to have it cut. The fit was perfect. "'Mother,' she said, surveying it thoughtfully, "'this dress would be very handsome indeed if you had an overskirt, and the basque matches my black silk very nicely. You know that overskirt is long and plain, and if I should take out the loops and make it fit you around the waist, wouldn't you wear it just this once?' Whereupon Mrs. Harlowe resolutely shook her head. "'No, no, child,' she said, in her most positive tone, Fine feathers do not make fine birds, the old adage to the contrary notwithstanding. I should just be the old fable stepped into life. A jackdaw, was it, that put on the peacock's feathers? An overskirt on me! I wonder at you, child. Why, I shouldn't know myself, let alone you knowing me. You must just take me as I am and don't be ashamed of your old mother because she never learned how to fix up. It is too late to begin now. I am not in the least ashamed of you and never was, Rebecca said indignantly, and she put aside the question of overskirts. But she took care to see that her mother's cap was as immaculate as pure soft laces, and plenty of them could make it, and that the ruche in her neck was as soft and white as down. Ruffles for the wrist, she found herself unable to compass by reason of her mother's determined spirit, but she knew the cuffs would be immaculate in their snowy smoothness. And when among the Christmas Eve presents was a set of delicate sleeve-buttons, small and modest-looking, but of the finest gold, and on the card the words, For Mother, from her son Frank, What could mother Harlowe do but wear them on christmas morning even though she poohed a good deal as she fumbled over them christmas day proved to be cold and somewhat stormy but they sturdily got themselves ready this father and mother because said father as he put himself into a clean shirt there is no kind of use in rebecca's knowing that we would a great deal rather sit down in our own chimney corner and eat our roast chicken and baked potatoes in quietness i wouldn't mother Harlowe said speaking cheerily i want to go rebecca has gone into that house and without fussing or complaining or having talk of any kind has just wound things around till she is pretty much mistress at least mrs edwards is as proud of her as she need to be and i for one am glad of it and i'm willing to go and look on at the life she lives mother harlow you see did not know as much about things as sally holland did gossiping tongues had taken care to be very silent in her presence As for Rebecca, she worried a little over the snow, fearing that her mother's rheumatic ankles might be the worse for her walk to and from a street-car, and she meditated asking Frank as to the wisdom of getting up his ponies and going for her. She had not mentioned it yet, however, when Mrs. Edwards said at the late breakfast-table, "'Frank, you will see that Lewis gets started in ample time for our guests, will you, and have him go for Rebecca's folks first, as they belong to the family. We shall want them to get nicely warmed and feeling comfortable before the others come.' Rebecca's anxieties suddenly left her, while she reflected that she had not yet learned all the privileges and comforts of being wealthy. Then there was a most loving side to that sentence, with what infinite ease and naturalness had she said, as they belonged to the family. It had taken Mrs. and Edwards a good while to realize that they so belonged, but Rebecca, in her gratitude over the present gracious state of things, resolved to ignore this, and all other unpleasantnesses that had ever been, and give herself up to the pleasures that surrounded her. What a very nice dinner-party it was! Of course the dinner was perfect there was absolutely nothing to mar the beauty and comfort of the feast and the guests had certainly been well chosen rebecca as she helped her mother emerge from the great cloak that had protected her from the snow and saw the effect of soft lace and snowy cuffs and placid face and motherly grey eyes shining under her bands of hair that were silvering fast felt that she was every inch a lady and behold there was a thing occurred to bring a heightened glow to her face partly the result of pleasure and partly a tribute to the better taste of her mother for when mrs senator parker arrived and had shaken out her drapery and made her way into the parlours she was dressed in a long plain black skirt without ruffle or pleat without overskirt or loop of any sort and rebecca glancing from her to her mother admitted that for old ladies it was certainly a becoming way to dress here is a question for your deliberation would she have felt certain that this was the case had mrs senator parker been attired in the height of the fashion for her father rebecca had felt no anxiety who expected anything of old gentlemen in the way of dress but to be in clean linen and shining boots and with well-brushed clothes all these were part of her father's daily life and there was nothing but satisfaction expressed in the swift critical glance that she gave him what nice people they all were they welcomed father and mother harlow to the circle exactly as though they had taken their christmas dinner in that house or one equally well appointed all their lives Mrs. Allenson Edwards was almost affectionate in her greeting, and when Frank came and in his gracious way made the rounds of the parlour, halting at her mother's side and speaking the word, MOTHER, loud enough for every one to hear, and when, as a moment after, as her father drew away from the fire, he wheeled out the great easy-chair from the corner with the words, Take this chair, father, Rebecca felt that her sense of comfort was complete. The feeling arose to the realm of positive pride during the dinner-table talk. It centred on a topic of public, and just then of absorbing, interest. And Rebecca, who had wondered whether her father would be interested, and feel enough at home to join, was both surprised and gratified to see the eager way in which he threw himself into the discussion, and the gradual air of interest which spread over the face of the Senator, as he listened to her father's views. At last there was almost deference in the way in which he was appealed to, and his opinions sought. Not even the minister was so well posted. Your father is a capital talker, Frank took occasion to say to her in the course of the day. I haven't met a man this season so thoroughly posted in regard to this new movement. "'Senator Parker says he has a remarkably clear brain.' "'He has a remarkably good heart,' said Rebecca with pride, "'and this subject appeals to it. "'But she was very glad that Senator Parker thought him clear-brained. "'As for Mother Harlow, it transpired that both the Minister's wife and the Mrs. Senator were specially interested in a case of trial and great need that had recently been brought to their notice, and in their kind attempt to explain the subject of their conversation to her, it appeared that she was thoroughly posted, much more so indeed than they were themselves.' having known the woman for a long time and having faithfully ministered to her during the fall and early winter from trying to give information they turned listeners and questioners mother harlow knew who the woman was in her girlhood and the pleasant country home from which she had come the peculiar and pitiful circumstances connected with her early womanhood the story of her repeated attempts at earning a living for herself and child and her bitter failures there was no question suggesting itself to these eager sympathetic hearts that mother harlow out of the knowledge won by patient sympathetic ministering could not answer. And Rebecca, listening, felt, rather than heard, the tone of respect with which Mrs. Parker presently said, "'Indeed, Mrs. Harlow, I think you have been doing, all alone and quietly, a work of which an angel might be proud.' "'I,' said Mrs. Harlow, brought suddenly back to self, "'why bless you, I haven't done anything but give the poor creature a trifle here and there as I could spare it, and a word of sympathy. Poor thing. Words don't cost much, you know. Oh, I haven't done anything. There is plenty to do.' It is that very unconsciousness which might increase an angel's pride. This mrs Waterman, the widowed daughter, said in an undertone to Rebecca, and her eyes glistened as she spoke. Mother Harlowe didn't understand what she meant, but Rebecca did, and felt that she should love mrs Waterman after this. Altogether the day was a complete success. Each one forgot that he or she was in a sort of new atmosphere expected to assimilate forces that were not used to being assimilated. They just gave themselves up to the pleasures of a good cheery social time closing the day with a hymn, in which both father and mother Harlow joined, and with a prayer which brought tears to the eyes of old and young. "'Your father is just a splendid man,' Mrs. Edwards said when they were alone, Frank having accompanied the father and mother home in the carriage. "'I wonder you haven't told me more about him.' Rebecca had never mentioned his name in her presence, and would not have thought of such a thing as interesting her by doing so. Mrs. Edwards continued, "'How wonderfully well-preserved your mother is for a woman of her age!' I think you will look like her when you are old. And be like her in some respects, I dare say. She is worthy of being copied. She has done a great deal of good and she tells me she has had little to do it with." And then Mrs. Edwards sighed, a gentle little sigh. She was beginning to realize that she had been an unworthy steward. That there were those who, with one talent, had accomplished more than she with her ten. Frank was jubilant over the day. They talked the whole thing over that evening together, he and Rebecca. "'I tell you, Rebecca,' he said. I always knew in a vague sort of way that my mother felt and thought above these fashionable ruts into which she had fallen. I was always wishing she could be gotten out, but I didn't know how to set about it. In fact I was there myself, and not in a condition to help anybody out. But only see what an improvement this day has been. Look at the conversations we have had together, instead of the stuff that it is generally thought proper to talk on such occasions. Now I think of it I don't believe we have ever gotten two sensible people together in our house before, though we have generally managed to have one because you were generally here do you mean rebecca asked saucily breaking in on his thoughtful mood you understand me he said laughing i tell you dear wife there has been a great change in this house since you came to it rather it has changed back to its normal atmosphere it is coming nearer to what it was in my father's time and you darling are the cause of the changes how ignorant people are about themselves rebecca said her eyes glistening the while now you don't seem to know what is as clear to me as the sunlight that both you and your mother have taken a great stride forward in the Christian life, and what you attribute to me is just the grace of God in your own hearts. God forbid that I should doubt it, he said, with unusual emotion. Indeed, the Christian life is more to me in every sense than I ever imagined it could be to anyone, and the way grows clearer with each step, and I believe, as you say, that my mother has begun to drink of its fullness, but it is my precious wife, with her consistent, patient, painstaking Christian life, and christian forgiveness that has shown us the heights we will try to climb them now together and to thank god for his gifts and then the mother came up as had been her custom of late to the pretty room and together they sang the old christmas anthem glory to god in the highest and on earth peace good will to men and then they bowed in prayer together thanking god for each other and for home and for himself revealed in christ jesus the lord end of chapter twenty six End of Links in Rebecca's Life.